Across the UK, Overnight with Martin Kelman. Just take my hand and come along with me There is so little time to spare There is a place I give the world to see Where the music's softly playing Then the rhythm's gently swaying Underneath the stars and a million bars Guitars are softly saying go um that was david ribka and his version of the uh, long john baldry classic uh, uh lg ljb fans stand by we will um, we'll play we'll give you your regular fix of uh, <laughs> long john baldry after we finish talking to uh, john bonfilio uh john thank you ever so much for joining us yep no problem at all yep don't riot Long John Baldry fans, it's coming up later. Yes, it is, it is. But, I mean, that was David Ribka, um, who, uh, you tell me he's from Wigan originally? Yeah, he follows you on Twitter, uh, he tells me. Twitter oh. X, uh, these days. Yeah, he's been following you for, uh, for a long time. Yeah, with a fine rendition of, uh, of the classic Mexico. Timely, because Ribka, uh, is going to be touring Mexico City and the Yucatan Peninsula next month, having toured here 15 years ago when he and I collaborated on uh, for a period of time in what was a pretty crazy uh, couple of months, including a Johnny Cash-style concert in a Mexican high-security <laughs> prison, which was all manner of wrong and makes me nervous uh, just thinking about it. In fact, I mean, in all seriousness, a few days after the gig that we did, the prison director was found um, not intact in oh parts scattered around yeah, the city of Cuernavaca in, in bin bags. I don't think it was related to our visit, but for sure yeah. no prison gigs this time around next month in, in January when David Rupka is coming back for the first time in 15 years. Wow. And uh, well, I didn't even realize you were a musician, John. What, uh, what do you play? Uh, I, I, uh, I mean, I, I do play a little bit of music, but definitely not in a professional sense. But for a long uh, period of time, now, I've collaborated with, uh, with musicians in, in various different uh, places. And of course, you know, with, my, with me existing here yes. in Mexico, it just means that I can, uh, I can help good people out Right. Uh, and work with them on uh, on different things, and 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 not in a particularly commercial sense. I mean, David Ribka. Actually, 15 years ago, David Ribka was was one of the next big things. Oh. Uh, but then, sort of, life got got in the way. He was touted by loads of different people as being a really important um, singer songwriter. Uh, but this maybe begins marks the the re-beginning. Actually, there was another quirk to the Ribka story because when he got back to the UK after a few months here, uh, his parents told him that the police had been round looking for a David Ribka uh, related to to a murder that had taken place in the north as well. Oh. Turns out, I mean, he gave him, you know, he, he went to the local police station and said that obviously he'd been in Mexico and so on. Turns out it was another David Ribka uh, that the police wow. were, were looking for. So, so certainly life follows uh, w- w- Wigan's finest around. Yeah, well, that's amazing, sir. I mean, and I, I hadn't heard any of that. Hadn't heard of. I mean, uh, now you tell me he's following me on Twitter. I'll, I'll look up his stuff. Uh, and you were sort of more of a. So you were more of a sort of Brian Epstein figure than a than a Paul McCartney figure. Yeah, I think to 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 cite me as a Brian Epstein figure is definitely overdoing it. Yes. Uh, somewhat. Um. <laughs> but uh, but yeah, no, I, I, I've known him for a long, long time, and 
Yeah, and he's actually got another song called Mexico and, and, and a self-written song about Mexico, about his time that was here, which is equally beautiful, which maybe in January as we're moving around through different parts of Mexico, we can uh, we can play. But yeah, I was always, yeah. I've always been, except for on your show, Martin, always happier behind the scenes. Right, fair enough, fair enough. Well, actually, the time in the morning that we go out in uh, the UK, you must more or less behind still, the scenes. you're still behind the scenes. Yeah. I just, you know, yeah, pretty much. I never let it <laughs> let this um, this thing run away with me. Uh, we were talking earlier on about Henry Kissinger, who was sort of equally praised and reviled in the uh, in the obituaries. And uh, one of the main reasons he's, I mean, obviously, the bombing of Cambodia, which he was, you know, so closely associated with Nixon and everything. But also in terms of Latin America, um, it, it's it's not what you'd call a, a glowing history, is it, in, in, in Latin America? Not at all. He's definitely not being remembered fondly here. I mean, his overt or covert support led to the emergence and uh, the flourishing, really, of some of the most brutal regimes of the 20th century. And a number of people have actually made the argument that these interventions as part of the Ford and Nixon administration were sort of the baseline for a lot of Latin America's problems today, where it's fraught by endemic injustice, corruption, uh, lack of the rule of law. I mean, most infamous here is his his role, uh, his, his ongoing role in the coup in Chile in 1973, but also the support of the Argentine uh, dictatorship uprisings in in Central America. Uh, and in, 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 in Chile, it's worth saying that actually the coup marked the start of 17 years of autocracy. The Chilean ambassador actually uh, going back to X, um, said a couple of days ago, wrote a couple of days ago that his historical brilliance was never able to conceal his moral wretchedness. But huge regional influence. Uh, the now largely forgotten Operation Condor, I don't know if you remember this, was uh, which was U.S. backed, um, supported the assassination of activists and rebels and leftists regionally for years and years. And the irony is that he didn't really care for Latin America. He wasn't really interested in it in the way that he was in, in Southeast Asia, he didn't believe in self-determination in the region. He didn't believe in in sovereignty. He basically just believed in the moral force of the Ford and Nixon administration. Strange to use the words moral force and Nixon in the same sentence. Mm. Uh, but Latin America for, for him was always regarded as being the backyard, a place where it was a sort of a play area where he could do whatever he wanted. They could do whatever they wanted. and Nobody would ever say anything uh, contrary to, to, to their will. Yeah, I mean, a lot of the, the word realpolitik uh, sort of was used in a lot of the obituaries, so um, uh, which sort of uh, it covers a multitude of sins, doesn't it, realpolitik? Yeah, it, totally. I mean, the, the perspective there was that, again, going back to the backyard, that um, they didn't want communism in particular seeping into an area that was so uh, close to them, which might disturb the, the the balance of ideology in in the US and actually when I always remember this quote because when Allende won the election in Chile actually um, Kissinger came out and said that he didn't see why uh, the US needed to stand by and watch a country go communist due to the ir irresponsibility of of his people so his his belief his fundamental belief was in uh, the superpower and the authority of the United States uh, to do whatever was necessary again you're totally right the real politique of the situation to do whatever was necessary in order to further its own ambitions. And that's where, you know, that's that's the the beginning and the end, the alpha and the omega of Henry Kissinger. Mm. So um, there's another election here. This is the election of Miss Nicaragua, who's won Miss Universe <laughs> this week. Tell me about uh, this story. 
Oh, a genius story. We've had so many contenders for story of the year, but this is Shanice Palacios, Miss Nicaragua, who won the Miss Universe title held in El Salvador a couple of weeks ago. So far, so uncontroversial. Um, Cue an eruption of joy in the fairly troubled Central American uh, country, particularly uh, the sort of repressive authoritarian government of Daniel Ortega thought it had a major PR victory on its hands locally with its population, but also internationally in a sort of an I told you so to the international community that had been shunning the country since deadly national protests erupted in 2018. But gradually it became clear that actually rather than being a pro-government figure, Shanice Palacios, uh, Miss Nicaragua, had in fact actively participated in the student protests of 2018, opposing the administration, causing a lot of egg on the face and, and it made the government very, very angry, uh, which led to is leading to the really strange and unseemly uh, obsession by the government of now cracking down on the Miss Nicaragua organizers. In fact, the head of the organization was denied re-entry into Nicaragua uh, last week and has been deported to, uh, to Mexico. And actually, this is one of the strategies of the Ortega regime is actually just to get to deport anybody in the country who might be uh, who might be a critic. But who would have thought that the, the election, the, the happy election of Miss Nicaragua's <laughs> Miss Universe has actually led to huge issues internally and sadly, tragically, of course, you know, another wave of repression in the country. Yeah. Um, a sports story to finish with, uh, John. Um, it's the playoffs at the moment for uh, Mexico's uh, top tier, the Liga MX. Um, it's the quarterfinal stage, aren't we? Yeah, it's a, it's a strange one, this, because they play a standardish league, a bit like the Premier League in the UK. They have a, a, an opening uh, tournament and a closing tournament they call the Apertura and the, the, the Clausura. But at the end of each one of those, each team plays each other actually just once, either home or away. But then it goes into a sort of a US-based playoff system. So the league then becomes a cup and the winner of the cup of the last eight then actually is the overall uh, champion. So we're at the quarterfinal stage, uh, uh, Club America. Um, one of the one of the big favourites, uh, I guess, to all uh, in the quarterfinal against Leon. But Leon have to return to Club America's home, which is the famous, famous Estadio Azteca capacity in excess of 80,000, which get used to it because for anybody on earth who hasn't heard about it, we're going to start hearing about it more and more because it's one of the venues for the mm. 2026 shared World Cup with the USA uh, and Canada. They've won the title a record. Uh, 13 times. Um, and then I guess the other big quarterfinal is uh, Chivas de Guadalajara, that is sort of an antithesis, equally famous to uh, to America, uh, that uh, won 1-0 at home against uh, Pumas. Uh, Chivas, 12-time winners, just behind uh, America, but they have to go uh, return in the second leg to, I think, what is probably actually the most um, unique stadium in Mexico, the Estadio Olimpico Universitario, which is the Olympic University Stadium in the center, in the heart of uh, Mexico City, which is a spectacular stadium built into basalt sort of volcanic rock. I've never been to a stadium anything uh, like it. So things definitely warming up before Christmas here in uh, in, in the playoffs. Yeah, absolutely. Um, as always, John, thank you ever so much. We'll round it off with, um, with uh, <laughs> the traditional version of uh, Mexico. And we'll, we'll talk again next week. Take care. Good man. There is a place I'd give the world to see Where the music's softly playing And the rhythm's gently swaying Underneath the stars and a million bars Guitars are softly saying 
Mexico. You got to be in so much to see in Mexico. Take it from me and you're gonna see the greatest show. Well, with the World Cup coming up in uh, uh, 26, it's going to be in uh, the US and uh, also in uh, in Mexico, uh, and I think there's a game in Canada as well. Um, maybe the time is right for the Long John Baldry uh, reissue. Yeah. He's no longer with us, is he, LJB? No, sadly so. not, but no. the voice lives on forever, doesn't it? It certainly it's a does. a beautiful track. Yes, nicely said.